I think that this whole topic actually comes down to one word, and that would be communication. We really have to take ourselves out of these situations and look at the bigger picture here. And I'm going to speak to my own opinion for players' wives, as well as my opinion for coaches' wives and how I think we can kind of like bridge this gap so there's more clarity wherever you're playing. I personally would love to see at the beginning of the season these boundaries communicated. As a player's wife, I feel, and someone that's been in this lifestyle for like nine years, I personally feel like confident and comfortable including coaches' wives in gatherings. I don't see a problem with it. I enjoy having them around. I like, we're all people with personality. Like, we're not just like this role, right? Like, we're not like, oh, the coaches' wives, like, no talking to them, you know? You're listening to Breaking the Ice Podcast, a podcast I created for wives and girlfriends of pro hockey players. My name's Devin Dodero. I'm the wife of Charlie Dodero. We have two dogs, a little boy Crosby, and a baby girl on the way. We spent eight months of the year living the hockey life in Europe, but we've also spent about five seasons in North America. I've been around the block, sometimes just for a cup of coffee, but I wanted to share the tools, resources, and what's helped me along the way, while also learning every week from each and every one of you. In this podcast, we share tips, tricks, do's, and don'ts for all things women, all things hockey, friendships, trades, long distance, moves, and life in general, so you don't feel so alone. So put your headphones in, go for a walk, and feel like you're sitting down with your best girlfriends. Oh, and make sure to follow the page on Instagram, Breaking the Ice Pod. Let's lace them up and tune in for a new episode every Wednesday. Today marks the 100th episode of Breaking the Ice. I have to pause here and just thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for the support, the encouragement, the feedback of how much the podcast and community has helped you along your hockey journey. Honestly, I am so proud of how this podcast turned out and how many people it has helped. That was truly my intention as well as creating a platform that helps myself. I know I sound like a broken record. I've said this so many times, but I really created what I needed with this podcast. And I felt like there wasn't a community that really understood what I was going through long-term. And so finding a group of women who thoroughly can understand the chaos that we go through on a daily basis, on a yearly basis, is so refreshing and grounding, and it just validates every single feeling that I have. Throughout the last three years, there has been 80,000 downloads of Breaking the Ice, which is just absolutely insane. That's almost 100,000 downloads. Like, we're almost there. And I never in a million years thought there would be that many downloads, but that is just so huge. I want to mention that everyone that has left a review for the podcast, I've read every single review. They mean so much to me. And if you have not written a review, this is the best way that you can show your support for the podcast. Um, 
people also ask me like, how can I like help you promote this? Like always just sharing to your story. If an episode that you're listening to is resonating with you, simply just sending an episode to a friend. This is how we help other women in this community find the podcast and find that sense of identity and that sense of validation through the experience and the journey that they're going through. I wanted to just take a second to actually read a couple of reviews that just make me really happy because it shows me that I'm doing something right. So being able to listen to authentic conversations about different topics and experiences is a gift. Each episode feels as though I'm sitting down to coffee with friends chatting about life together. I can't recommend it enough. I found this podcast right when we moved for my husband's coaching job and it couldn't have been better timing. It's so nice to hear stories of other people's successes and failures and helps to not feel so alone on this journey. Definitely give it a listen if you're part of this crazy lifestyle. You might just find a friend along the way. If you haven't listened to this podcast, you need to. Lots of life advice, support, and tips that are need-to-knows for hockey girlfriends, wives, and those that are not involved in the hockey world. You will get hooked after your first episode. I look so forward to these podcasts. I'm new to them, so still love catching up on the old ones, but this podcast and Instagram account are a new highlight to my day every day. It makes me feel like I'm connected to people who I don't even know, which is such an incredible feeling to know others understand what I'm experiencing. So those are just a few reviews I wanted to read, but they truly make such a difference. This helps other people find the podcast. It helps rank the podcast higher on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anything like that. So thank you so much if you've taken the time to do that. Again, it just really means the world to me. Today for the 100th episode, I wanted to do a solo episode. I like to do these sometimes. It's nice and refreshing. And then usually by the end of the 45 minutes, the hour of me talking, I'm sick of hearing myself talk and don't want to talk for the rest of the day. (laughs) This has been such a difficult episode for me to record because I recorded the first part of this right before game six and I was like talking a lot about how I hope we can be there in person and all of this stuff so I had to delete that and I'm redoing it because what's the point we freaking won the cup you guys this is so exciting this is so huge if you've listened to the most recent episodes I have been talking about how we have never even gone to the finals and not to mention we've obviously never won a cup if we've never gone to the finals so it was such a exciting moment um you know we were down two in the series and so I was starting to be like okay like does this seem likely that we're going you know like we always try to plan because as we know once the season ends our lives get flipped upside down and then we're trying to book these last minute flights so I was trying to anticipate what would happen so the other team actually had home ice advantage at first and then we had two games at home so we each won our games at home And then we won the next two games as well. So we won four in a row and won the entire thing. That game six was so crazy because it was such a close game. It was actually tied 3-3 going into overtime. And then we won in overtime. And it was just this moment where like, I feel like I completely just like blacked out anything that was going on around me and I was just like jumping up and down and screaming and just being able to like witness that moment for the team for my husband just being there in person was 
honestly one of the most exciting games I've ever been to. Probably the most exciting if we're being honest here. But yeah, it was a lot of stress. It's funny, like when you're in those kind of situations, like I was looking around at all the other girls and like normally we're like all chatting and talking and laughing, but like literally like no one was talking. We're all just sitting there like on the edge of our seat waiting to see what would happen because obviously when you're in a game that's that close, like it could go either way and losing in overtime, I feel like is the worst way to lose a game like that. And I think a lot of us on the team this year have kids. And so it's been a long playoff run with long road trips. And we were all just like, please don't go back. Because they would have to have left after the game um, Friday if they lost. And then it was obviously then their home ice. And so then it was just like this whole stressful thing. I also feel like all of our guys' bodies are just shutting down of exhaustion. Like everyone's so tired now the girls, the guys, like the kids, it's just been a whirlwind. But um, how I kind of prepared for this game is that I, like, as you guys know, I've talked about how I haven't really gone to any games this year until playoffs, um, the more earlier games we've attended. But obviously I knew I couldn't miss this game if there was a chance that they would won or that they would win. So I just kept my son up till like three o'clock and then he took a three hour nap from three to six, which was just perfect. We got up, we got ready. And like the stars were just like aligning on that day. There's been a lot of strikes going on in France. If you play in France, I'm sure you have experienced it. And basically it's just people protesting in the street. They changed the retirement age from 62 to 64. So people have been striking for months and there was a strike on this day so i was like parking could be a shit show like i don't know what's gonna happen the game's probably gonna be totally packed like will we get seats and so yeah the stars just like perfectly aligned we got an amazing parking spot like right in front we were able to sit in the front row of our section so i could put my car seat down so skylar could nap and crosby could run around without me scared that he's gonna like smack his face on the on the stairs the cement stairs in the rink so that happened and then we won and we i my kids went to bed at like two in the morning and it actually wasn't like that awful it was well worth it let me tell you we after the game we all went onto the ice and the guys each had their turn to skate around with the cup we took family pictures and then we went back to the locker room for a bit and there was drinks and food and um the kids were running around but obviously like i i have a two-year-old so like he can't last as long as like the older kids so he was starting to melt down so i left the rink around one o'clock um went back home so then my husband came home at like five in the morning because they were obviously partying in the rink and i I don't know where he heard this. I think it was like a spit and chicklets episode where there was some guy that stayed after he won a cup in his uniform for 36 hours after the game. So here my husband is hearing this, thinking it's a good idea to do that himself. Like why did we need to do this? I'm not entirely sure. So I came out at five in the morning to go to the bathroom and he is sitting in on our couch, head to toe, in his uniform, pads and all, skates and all. And I knew he was home because when I opened my bedroom door, I got like hit in the face with the stench of beer and hockey equipment. And I literally almost puked. I walked out and was like, 
what are you doing? Take this off. Our apartment smells so bad. So I made him go into the hall and like basically strip down and put all of his stuff in the hall, which was better than our apartment. However, it started stinking up our apartment complex. So we had to wind up taking our stuff, his stuff back to the rink the next day. But it's been fun. It's been a lot of celebrations, just bringing the cup everywhere. And tonight we are going to a hotel. There's a sponsor dinner. So we're all just getting hotel rooms for the night and there's a spa. So that'll be fun. And yeah, just packing up the apartment. You guys know that grind. Um, it's a little stressful because I feel like we always are using like half of our stuff still. And so um, like I, I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, I don't know what to pack. Like I still need all these toys out, but I want to get them out of sight. So we're just trying to stay as organized as possible while also recovering. Um, we leave on a week from today, actually. So a week from Tuesday at nine in the morning, we'll stay at a hotel the night before near the airport so that we don't have to like tack on a two hour you know, drive on top of that before we have to be on an 11 and a half hour flight. I will obviously keep you guys posted with my travel day and how everything is going with that. I think we all love a good travel day uh, story. So I will, I will keep you guys posted. But yeah, that's, that's the biggest life update as of right now. I'm sure you saw also, I made a little reel on my page, but it's really cute and fun that the city that my husband wound up winning a cup in is actually the city that my daughter was born in. So I think it's just a really cute little special memory, um, that we can, we can hold on to and tell her one day. Um, there was tons of pictures and like media outlets that had her like sitting in the, in the cup. I put, I went and put her in the cup and she was sitting in there and, um, she made some like really big French, uh, media sites. So that was really cute. And I just can't wait to show her all of these adorable pictures someday. I've gotten a lot of check-ins lately and I know someone submitted a Sunday check-in, I think two Sundays ago about, they're not sure how to like include the coaches' wives and wanted to get feedback from our community. I feel like this is such a controversial topic, to be honest. I feel like every time I share these kinds of questions on my Instagram, I get two ends of the spectrum from both coaches' wives and players' wives. So like from coaches wives, I've gotten, we actually legitimately do have a written rule that like we cannot commingle unless it's like a Christmas event or something like that. And then I've also gotten, there's no rule, please invite us. We want to be included. From players perspectives, I've also heard include them. They're people too. And then I've also gotten, it makes things weird. It's not like, it's kind of awkward and it can lead to like favoritism and stuff like that. So it's just interesting how different these opinions are that come in, but I felt like this was a good opportunity to take this solo episode to talk about it. I started talking about it on an Instagram story, but then I was like, okay, this is going to be a really long Instagram story. So I felt like it was better for an episode conversation. Obviously, this is a solo episode, so I am just going to straight up share my opinion on this, and I hope that we can kind of open up this conversation 
so that things can start to change in the future. I think that this whole topic actually comes down to one word, and that would be communication. We really have to take ourselves out of these situations and look at the bigger picture here. And I'm going to speak to my my own opinion for players' wives as well as my opinion for coaches' wives and how I think we can kind of like bridge this gap so there's more clarity wherever you're playing. I personally would love to see at the beginning of the season these boundaries be communicated. As a player's wife, I feel, and someone that's been in this lifestyle for like nine years, I personally feel like confident and comfortable including coaches' wives in gatherings. I don't see a problem with it. I enjoy having them around. I like, we're all people with personality. Like, we're not just like this role, right? Like, we're not like, oh, the coaches' wives, like, no talking to them, you know? Like, I, I enjoy coaches' wives. I think it's great. I think it actually forms a really good sense of bonding when there's, when you're able to all hang out together. I have been on teams where hanging out with the coaches' wives is kind of a no no. And I've also been on teams where, It literally doesn't matter, and the coach doesn't care in the least if his wife is hanging out with the other girls. I do think there is kind of a silent boundary where you are not talking about, like, the coach is not letting my boyfriend play, or, you know, oh, this guy's getting traded tomorrow. Don't tell anyone. Like, that's not going on. Like, it kind of like makes me even laugh just like saying that out loud. Like, and if you are saying stuff like that around each other, like that's just inappropriate. And I think we can all say that's not what's happening. So that's kind of why I don't see like there's an issue here. And I mean, I would love to hear other opinions on it, but this is just my perception. Like you're just not going to talk about that around each other. Like that's just not like, First of all, we don't even talk about that anyways, really, if we're being honest. Like, we're usually just, like, drinking wine and talking about other things besides the game. That is, if we're watching the game together. I would really love it because it's so different on every single team. If the coach's wife actually took that initiative at the beginning of the season to kind of draw that line in the sand and be like, hey, you know what? Like, we have kids the same age. I would actually love to go to the park with you sometime. Will you message me when you go? Or, you know, would you like to get coffee sometime? Like I'm new to this city too. I don't really know a lot of people. And opening that door because that really shows players' wives that like they want to be included. They want to do things with the other girls. And to me, that's enough to know like, hey, we should definitely be including her and in, in these kinds of things. Um, You know, I think I am like so creepy on Instagram whenever we sign with a new team. I'm always looking at like the other girlfriends and wives and like maybe messaging them like, hey, did you guys sign here next year? Because I want to kind of form those relationships before I get to the team I'm on so that like we can kind of prepare. And if I have any questions, like I can kind of bounce ideas off of them. And so like as a coach's wife, like, don't be afraid to be creepy. Like, Hey, I just saw that you're like, you signed here. We, you know, like, welcome to I'm the coach's wife, yada, yada. So I think like just opening that door is like really, really important. And let's backtrack as to why. So if we think about players, wives or girlfriends, if you have only been on teams where this is a no, no, 
you are not going to be that person, even if you're the most inclusive person in the world, to be like reaching out to coaches' wives and inviting them because in your head, that's not a thing, right? So we have to remember that everybody has had these different experiences, which is why it leads to the confusion. I think also like depending on the season of life you're in, you might not be that big organizer for the year. And it might take like the coach's wife reaching out to initiate that kind of conversation. An example of this for me would be like this year, we came into the season towards the end of October. You know, I have two kids under two. I was really pregnant. I had a baby. So like uh, this year, like my role is not planning these big group events. I join in when I can but I am not the one like kind of instigating them as often just because my hands are so full. And so I also don't go to the games. And so like for me, I actually have never met the head coach's wife and I wouldn't even have been able to pick her out in a crowd. Like she hasn't come to any events that I've met her at. And so I don't feel like I'm necessarily that person that this year that's going to be like coordinating that. However, if like she had reached out to me, I 100 million percent would be like, oh my God, let's get coffee. You know what I mean? Um, Just because I'm not thinking like as clearly, I guess, as I would other years. Um, I also think if you're listening and your significant other is a captain, like this is a really good opportunity for you to bridge that gap as well. And maybe having your husband, who's the captain, reach out to the coach and be like, hey, do you have a wife? Does she live here? If she ever wants to get together, you know, Um, maybe I can grab her number and give it to my wife so she can kind of coordinate some stuff all together. And maybe the coach will use that as an opportunity to be like, yeah, man, like we actually don't really do that here. Or yeah, of course, I think she'd love to do that. So again, just kind of opening up these conversations. This can also go to like, if you're someone who is a planner and you do like to plan these group events, you know, I don't think it hurts to take on that role sometime, sometimes. In the past, like I have gotten really close close with um, some coaches' wives, and I'm still friends with them to this day. My husband's assistant coach in Idaho, like his wife was in my wedding party. I'm also I was also really close with um, the head coach's wife, and so I think these relationships can form and they can happen. And I I wish there wasn't such a stigma around them because they can be some of our really close friendships and relationships and. Again, I think it just all goes back to communication and like being open to those conversations. Like I wish there was not as many expectations like the players' wives never invite me or the coaches' wives doesn't want to be with us because we're players' wives. Like I think we need to just communicate so that we know straight off the bat. Because I'm on the other side and I can see the check-ins and and um, see what people are saying, I think it would avoid a lot of confusion. Like there's so many times where coaches' wives are like, oh, the girls don't invite me anywhere. Like I wish they would, but it's like, well, maybe those conversations have never happened. So they don't know that they should or could. Um, And like I said, that just kind of goes back to the whole like past experiences thing. Um, I was talking to actually my friend here who's Finnish and they've played in Finland. This is their first year playing abroad. So they've been in Finland, but she said in Finland, it's like a big no, no, like there's no communication or like commingling between wives and players. And so, or sorry, wives and, and coaches wives. And so like she, if she were to come here, you know what I mean? Like she would think that that's just the norm and that's the expectation everywhere. And I think that goes for a lot of people. 
So again, I just hope that being able to speak about this right now is like opening up that conversation and like maybe like putting ideas in people's heads of like, okay, well like next year, let's try to, let's try to do this on our team at the beginning and like feel this out. Um, I've also talked to girls where the coach's wife have said, you know, Hey, you're not going to see me much except for like Christmas parties, like that I'll be around for that for sure. But like, other than that, like I'm kind of out of sight, out of mind. And that is also a good boundary to set so that, you know, you know, Hey, don't worry about inviting me. I won't be around. (laughs) So that way we know. I also know that there is a lot of trainers, significant others, and equipment managers, significant others that follow me. First of all, thank you for being here. You are just as much of a part of this community as anyone else. And I also really appreciate your perspective because I've gotten feedback from you guys of like, hey, actually, like this doesn't just go for coaches' wives. Like we would love to be invited too. And this is a good reminder to everyone that these women are also living away from home and probably don't have a lot of friends in the city that they're playing in. And this actually has made me feel really bad because I feel like if I'm being completely honest, I haven't been that person in the past that has been like trying to get their numbers or, you know, make sure they're included when the girls get together, but it makes a lot of sense, right? And I think the reason for that being is when we were in North America, the trainer and the equipment manager on the team that we were at the longest, other than that, I was long distance. So I was just kind of coming and going. But like when we were in Idaho, those two guys had been there for so many years and they're, one of them didn't have a significant other. And then the other one, um, she like had a full-time job. She had two little kids. So like she had her whole life established there. Like he's still the trainer. And so that was my experience, right? So they never really came around. And so for me, like, if I'm being completely honest, it just hasn't really been a thought in my mind because I've never really been on a team that has had that. I will say like, I have found that in Europe to be a lot more common than North America. But I think this just goes the same thing. Like, don't be afraid to be creepy. Get on Instagram, reach out. Hey, I'm the trainer's wife, trainer's girlfriend. You know, it's it's all about communication. And I think it doesn't hurt to reach out and just put in that effort on both sides. So I just hope that this conversation, again, can just like open these doors and we can start to change the narrative and just have more clear clarity on the situation. Another topic I want to talk about that people have been asking me to talk about is inclusion. And this is definitely something I want to have more episodes on. So if there's ever, you know, someone that wants to share their story or just feels very strongly about this topic, I would love to have a conversation with you because I don't think, you know, we do this enough, but I think I can speak for everyone when I say that everyone has felt excluded at some point or another in this lifestyle. Every season, every team is very different. And one year you might have the most amazing experience, most amazing group that everybody just clicks and everybody just vibes. And then the next year it's really different. And that's always like kind of hard because you go from this like high of everyone being best friends to like 
kind of this like downward spiral where you're like, does anyone like me? Like, why am I not being included? Like, what am I doing wrong? Am I this? Am I that? I've also seen, or people have been saying like, I wasn't invited to like an Easter event. I wasn't invited to like this group gathering. And like, I just want to say why, like, why is this happening? Because this is happening in every single league around the world, like legitimately everywhere. And there's actually no reason for that. Like, yes, you're allowed to hang out with like people one-on-one or whatever you want to do. But when you're doing like group gatherings like that, that's actually like not okay. And like really hurtful to exclude certain people from holiday gatherings. I don't understand that. The same thing with like group gatherings. Like it's just, it's really not okay to be doing that. And I think that we need to remember like when that was you that was feeling excluded. And maybe you've not ever felt like that. Maybe you've been on a team for so many years and um, you've never really felt excluded. But like maybe think back to a time in your life outside of hockey, like maybe in school or like in high school or something or in college where you just felt like on the outs and like felt like no one was really reaching out or including you. And maybe you started questioning your self-worth. It's hard. So be that person, like be that better person who always goes above and beyond and make sure that everybody feels included and a part of things that's happening on the team. I think it's kind of common to be honest for these little clicks to happen in on teams like I've definitely experienced that and I wish that weren't the case but it is difficult when you put a bunch of different girls with different personalities and like some people are going to click more than others and some people are in you know different life phases and might click it's just something that I wish would change a little bit I really appreciate you know, this season, I think that the girls on this team really put in the effort to make sure that everyone feels included and like the offers always on the table for everybody to get together. And I think that's a really important thing. And it goes a long way. Like it can really make such a difference in your well-being and the happiness that you feel during the hockey season. I had you guys send in these anonymous guest submissions that I was going to read on the 100th episode. A lot of them were very long stories. And when I started reading them, they were like over five minutes long. So I think that I'm going to share them anonymously to Instagram because I think they're funny. You can take the time to read them at your own pace. Um, When I started reading them out loud, it was just taking such a long time. So I think they will land... And you can read them in your own head um, through Instagram. So I will be sharing those soon once life slows down a little bit. But thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And again, just thank you for the support over the last 100 episodes, 80,000 downloads. You guys freaking rock. And this community would not be what it is without your involvement without your communication with me, with other people, and just really having that supportive space online for us all to connect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have an amazing, amazing rest of your week, your day, safe travels if you're flying home, and see you soon.